used to be yellow is now orange and is beloved by children everywhere. Emma Memma is dancing, singing and signing for everybody. Today on Feed, Play, Love, we catch up with Emma Watkins, formerly the Yellow Wiggle. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. Emma Watkins of the Yellow Skivvy, formerly of the Yellow Skivvy, has a new project. You may have heard about it. It involves many of the things that kids have come to love about Emma. They're singing, dancing and signing. Plus, she's just released a new album. It's called Emma Memma. Oh, and also, just in case it wasn't enough, she's also doing a PhD, though that's not for kids so much. Emma, welcome to Feed, Play, Love. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. What inspired you to create Emma Memma? I guess probably all the things that you said before, actually, but it really is, or it feels like a combination and a culmination of lots of passions that I've been, um, you know, on an adventure on for many, many years. And um, I guess my love of dance has, has started when I was very, very young, but meeting a friend of mine at primary school who has two deaf brothers changed my perception of movement. And even though I was probably only about seven, I still thought that the notion of them communicating with each other and their sister and their family was incredibly special. And I really just wanted to be a part of that. (laughs) And so I ended up learning sign language with their sister and then from there have signed very casually um, over probably two decades and not properly. I really had an ambition to learn sign language properly, but um, I was traveling for so many years that I never got to do the course. But luckily in the pandemic, the course changed to become online. And so for the first time in about 15 years, I finally got to complete my sign language degree here in Australia. And now I've just enrolled in the interpreter's course. So trying to understand how these languages between English and sung English with music and the way sign language is completely different and how does dance help navigate between the two? I find it so fascinating. I mean, one of the things I find about signing is to watch it. It is so beautiful. And I wonder if it was the dancer in you, apart from the curious child in you, but was it also the dancer in you that was attracted to signing? Absolutely. And that's that seems to be the biggest part of my research is that people that are already attuned to visual movement, whether they're dancers or actors or movers or sport-based, do we have certain skills that equip us for learning a visual language because we've been trained to pick up things visually in terms of detail or copying someone's body language those skills are not necessarily honed in a way that's outside those specific disciplines. And also how funny that I'm dressed as Emma Memma, but I'm speaking about something very serious. Um, <laughs> we, we, we do have to describe for those who can't see you yes. what you look like. And I have overly dressed today with a ginormous <laughs> orange dress and a pink shirt and I have two butterflies in my hair that kind of move when I move my head. <laughs> my hair is big and red and curly and it's just a lot. Um, <laughs> visually, it's a lot. Uh, but yeah, essentially, it is interesting that because sign language is very visual, why a lot of 
people that use sign language or are involved in the deaf community don't tend to be involved in other visual mediums like dance because the barrier is music. So, you know, really there's, there's a lot to be said, there's a lot to be had. Um, mm. And we hope that, you know, just with our project can start some of those discussions. There are lots of people doing amazing things in the world, um, but we really want to be a part of it. As you said there, Emma Memma is dancing, singing and signing. The signing part feels quite unique to the space of childhood entertainment, at least in Australia. I know that different people have done different bits here and there, but not so integrated as what is happening with Emma Memma. How did you develop the ideas in terms of bringing the right kind of signing in for children? Because you learnt signing as an adult, and mm. I imagine children in the deaf community are learning language as a child that might be quite different. Absolutely. And that's a great discussion in itself. Uh, sign language in Australia is not heavily supported and it doesn't seem to be a lot in our media. So probably the only one of the only shows in Australia that we might know is Sally and Possum on the ABC highly you know integrated in Auslan and I grew up with the person that I idolized Sophia Gollan on play school who used a lot of sign language in her time presenting on that show but it's interesting that we had Sophia as part of the lineup then and nobody else now you know these are all the questions that like why doesn't Australia uh, represent our deaf community in a more visual space um, in America there's there are more projects that are free to include sign language and Sesame Street, you know, certainly try to include sign language now with the likes of Bluey. There's an episode that includes Auslan. And so these are all really positive steps, but we do tend to find that sign language is put to the side or it's a picture in picture and it's not part of the character using the sign language. And so you're constantly drifting your attention away from the main piece of content. And so for children, because they're probably going to watch that main piece of content rather than the picture in picture. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to encourage them to learn the correct signs for what's being sung or what's being said or what's being communicated in the first place. I, I do think that this is a long-term project. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not at the peak of this research yet, I don't think. I think we've got a lot to do, but it is certainly exciting to be able to integrate the sign language in the, in the main movement or the main choreography of the dance. And you're right, children and adults learn language differently, um, and that's why we're trying to make the song structure as simple as possible to include the right signs for the appropriate age group, but also at the right tempo and right. the right style, because if the song's too fast and you can't sign in time with the lyric, then there's no point to the song. So we've been working with um, our deaf consultant, Sue, and she has been working with us to write the songs, which sounds bizarre to use it in that term, but um, the discussion that's being had between myself and my husband, Ollie, who's producing all of our music and we write all the songs and then talking to our deaf consultant and our other deaf performer, Elvin, and working out what is appropriate within this song structure. And Elvin is part of the Emma Memma performing team, mm. is that right? Yeah, Elvin is, Elvin's fabulous. And Elvin and I are really good friends. Same with Sue. Sue and Elvin and I all met as part 
of an accessible theatre show for Sydney Festival many years ago. And so I guess the three of us have been hanging to work together. (laughs) And so I think, I mean, again, we know that Auslan's very visual, but there are definitely different signing styles with different people. I find that Sue and Elvin are some of the most creative signers here in Australia. And the three of us have a very creative rapport. And so uh, Elvin has joined us and even his own backstory is completely unique. He's joined Emma Memmer as Elvin Melvin as one of Emma Memmer's friends, um, of which we will acquire many other characters <laughs> as yep. this show progresses to include other people from other countries that also use sign language. So we'd like to be able to showcase different visual languages across the world. But Elvin himself was born in Hong Kong and moved to Australia in his 20s. He's now 40-something and he learnt sign language and dance at the same time as an adult. So completely different to my experience. But I think that in terms of dance and sign language, he's probably the best role model because he acquired both languages similar times but also is so attuned to visual communication. So you've already launched the album Mm. and you have um, a few of the videos available. The actual series Emma Memma, it's not out yet, is that correct? No, but all the songs that we've released and all of those videos um, combined are up and on YouTube for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to make sure that any content we create is accessible in all facets the minute it's out. So I think what was special for us was that when the album was released on the same day the videos were released so that everyone can access the content in the way that they need to. Um, but we're hoping to do the TV series next year. <laughs> okay, so that's going to be obviously longer and yeah. more involved and more things. Yeah. Um, do you have any sense of what might be included in those longer episodes of Emma Memma? Well, we would like to establish Emma Memma's house or safe space. So because she has remnants of a butterfly and also has butterfly friends, uh, she lives in a cocoon. It's called, oh, it's very cute. It's <laughs> called the cubby cocoon. So it's like a cubby house crossed with a cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> and that's her safe space in the garden. And when she is in the garden area, a lot of animals and native flora and fauna are part of that discussion, not just with Elvin Melvin, but with other friends that she encounters, whether they're human or whether they're animals. Oh, that's so cute. In the process of all of this, mm. the PhD, doing all the Auslan and dance and bringing all these things together, have you learned anything that you didn't know beforehand? It yes. feels like <laughs> so much. Uh, I, I, I have to admit that even my understanding of how to present a respectful collaboration especially to those in the deaf community of which I am not an Indigenous member. I have always wanted to include sign language and I just didn't know how to properly before. Whereas now I think we're getting so much feedback from different families that have totally different constructs. It's very rare to find a family that has completely deaf members as part of that family. All families have different 
abilities, different talents, different backgrounds, different communication styles. And so we are finding that the content is almost a tool to help families communicate with each other. And most of the time, and the statistic is high, not that I'm going to say the right one, but it's in the high 90s of deaf children that are born to hearing parents. So really our content, we would love for it to be encouraging the child with a hearing loss, but also to encourage the parents to learn the signs as well. Yeah. (laughs) Because parents, and I'm not one, we can only imagine a time poor and we want to be able to give parents signing skills as well if they need to do that. Absolutely. Is it hard to learn? Sign language? Yeah. No, that's what's so ironic. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, and, and before I know we talked about maybe dancers might be able to pick up that skill quickly, Mm. but it doesn't mean that um, you only have to be a dancer to learn it. I think it's more important to learn some than nothing. And the thing that I always think about as a person, not, not, I guess, as Emma Mimmer, but um, I always just think about an emergency situation. And so if somebody happened to be a member of the deaf community and they were in an accident, would any person on the street be able to communicate with them appropriately and to help them. Unfortunately, in Australia, it's under 20,000 Auslan users, but there's around 1 million people in Australia that have a hearing loss. So what are we doing? Wow. (laughs) Why are we not accessing this language? I'm also curious if you've had any feedback from those friends you grew up with, if you're still in touch with them. Yes, and they are doing pretty amazing work, not just in the deaf space, but in the creative space and not just here in Australia, but I know one of them has been across the world, Denmark and New Zealand, and really involving themselves in the deaf communities overseas to work out yeah, different and creative ways to use sign language and encourage other youth to learn sign language if they need that visual communication skill. Well, I think it's fabulous what you're doing. I'm very excited to see what happens with the show when it it comes to life. Emma, (laughs) thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. That's Emma Watkins, a.k.a. Emma Memma. And there's a really brilliant kids radio station on the listener app. It's called Kindling Kids Radio. And you'll be able to listen to Emma Memma there. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.